0: We're ineligible. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, Marks 20, side line, 15 10 5, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog Beat with Buck Balloon. Presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. All right, don't need the shades
1: on for the Bulldog Beat, brother. And notice us, the Dogs football program, they've done very well recently, Heath, as you know. And they will be represented in the Super Bowl for the 23rd consecutive year, which is something to be proud of, man. You're churning out these big-time players, and they're playing a role in their NFL team, making it all the way to the biggest game there is, the Super Bowl. The 49ers featuring uh, Charlie Warner. I played with his uncle, Scott Warner, at Georgia, one of the all-time great uh, return men and uh, defensive backs at the University of Georgia. Great to see Scott inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame. But Charlie, his nephew, tied in playing for the 49ers. you got Roquan Smith and Ben Cleveland with the Baltimore Ravens. And you've got Miko Hardman. Might want to hold on to that ball a little better, Miko. And also Malik Herring that are playing with the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: It is amazing when you look at Meikle Hardman, uh, Buck, I mean, goodness gracious, two, two carries, two fumbles. He, uh, he definitely needs to, to tighten that up a little bit. But, yeah, the dogs just no matter what, they're always going to be represented. Yeah, and no, it might not be playing for the Atlanta Falcons. They, they've, never really, they've never drafted a Georgia player
1: in the first or second round. And we're talking about going on 60 years here at this point in time. So that is not something they, they have decided to do. But they, we get Georgia players making it to the Super Bowl on these other teams.
2: Well, you know, if you put the Falcon colors in the logo,
1: maybe that'll do it, right?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure they want them there. Well, I, Falcon colors on one side,
1: some Jaguar colors on the other. Let's really test this theory out. Yeah, I'm not so sure it's the colors that the NFL is looking at. They're looking at the eyes, the viewership, the money they can make with the sponsorships that you're seeing the commercials on the game. So that would be, I think, the focus for the NFL executives.
2: Yeah, I wonder if Georgia's going to lean into this more, though, Buck, this trend, because you remember when Penn State put out a graphic a few years ago? They put out a big graphic that said a Penn Stater has played in every Super Bowl and then underneath <laughs> in, like, little tiny print it said, except for three. You know, if, if you are the folks from Georgia, man, you might as well really lean into this because it is true. You're going to be in the Super Bowl every single year. With the way you're putting talent in the league, it's going to be impossible not to be.
1: I'll tell you, the way Georgia has played played over the previous three years back-to-back national championships now they were number one much of the year this year and lost by alabama to a measle by a measly three points in the sec title game and for some reason that committee kicked them all the way out of the top four didn't allow them to play in the playoffs they kicked florida state's fanny in the orange bowl and now we're looking ahead to the 2024 season and i've got them preseason number one we talked about it on Friday, thank you, Buck. Georgia preseason number one on my list, is there an area, a player or a position group that might be a concern as you look at the upcoming team for the Georgia Bulldogs? How do you how do you view that? Is there a player or position group you're interested to see, say, when G-Day rolls around sometime very soon?
2: I'm curious about the corners, Buck. Not because I think it's a concern, because there's clearly talent there, but which guys will emerge. I mean, you had some guys who were... One foot out the door. Looked like they were going to transfer because they're saying, I don't know if I'm going to get on the field. And, and so when you've got a snake pit like that, when you've got so many guys with talent that that they're almost scaring each other off, I want to see who the answers are at that corner spot because uh, they should be absolutely loaded. We know, obviously, how good Starks is already at safety, and, and they didn't get down, so they, you could have had the absolute wonder twins there at safety if you'd made that happen, but still – you're going to have talent at corner. I'm curious to see what that battle looks like for who eventually turns out to be the starters.
1: Yeah, you got Everett and Humphrey, who played a lot as young players this previous season, opposite of Lassiter. So those two guys certainly will be in the mix. And they signed the number one rated cornerback in this recruiting class and Ellis Robinson. Number one rated cornerback in the entire recruiting class nationally. So you would think he's going to get a good long look at one of those corner spots. You're right about Starks, though. We're talking about a preseason All-American at the safety spot. There's some jobs available. I'm looking forward to seeing that myself.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing, too. When you talk about Robinson Bucket, it doesn't feel like that job will necessarily be won. Like, you might have that job on opening day, and and he's going to have to be amazing. He's got to be Dion level to be on the field, probably starting immediately as a true freshman. But when you've got a guy with talent like that, if you win that job, that doesn't mean the job stays won. You're going to have to compete every single week. Bulldogs looking
1: like they'll have two legitimate first-round picks in the upcoming NFL draft. you got Brock Bowers. We could sit here and talk about him for four hours on one show. And then you've got the right tackle, uh, Mims, who looks like a first-round pick. Got everything you'd want in an offensive tackle. George has been cranking him out here lately. So I'm interested in the right tackle situation. Green held up at left tackle, young player, and he comes back. He's locking down that left tackle spot. Right tackle, though, I wonder, I know Xavier Truss is back for year number six. But I want to see more of this Monroe Freeling, who came in as a four-star recruit and had a chance to play in a Uh, backup role, Mims got dinged up a little bit, Trust got dinged up, next thing you know, you got a freshman in Monroe Freeling on the field, Vanderbilt, I believe the game was, and boy, I left so impressed with what I saw out of Monroe Freeling, not that he just looks like a tackle at 6'7", 320, but he was excellent in pass protection, and with Carson Beck, they're going to be throwing that ball around a lot in the upcoming season. So you need a good pass protector at offensive tackle. Freeling is exactly that. Really polished in pass pro. From what I understand, really improved in his run blocking, which is important at Georgia. Kirby's going to want Bobo to pound that football a little bit. It it looks like to me they'll have three quality offensive tackles again this year with Green and Truss. And Freeling, who I can't wait to see a little more of come spring football time.
0: Looking forward to seeing that.
2: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun to to see how this whole group comes together. And, of course, you love the fact you got experience at the quarterback spot. Plenty to build on.